Hello and welcome to From Fear to Fire, Secrets to Overcome Fear, Embrace Your Gifts, and Achieve Success. This is the place where real people share real challenges, where you can find a common bond and uncommon wisdom through their journeys to help you move from fear to fire. I am Heather Hansen O'Neill. I am your host today and always. And as we usually do, I begin with a quote. Today's quote is by Robert Kiyosaki. Everyone can tell you the risk. An entrepreneur can see the reward. So let's bring on an entrepreneur here. Our guest today is Gresham Gresh W. Harkless Jr., and he is the founder of CB Nation and Blue 16 Media, focusing on increasing the business success rate by providing visibility and resources for CEOs entrepreneurs, and business owners. Gresham is a graduate of the 2020 Leadership Center for Excellence Young Professionals Program and recognized by the Alexandria, Virginia Chamber of Commerce's 40 Under 40. Welcome, Gresham. How are you today? I'm doing phenomenal. Thanks for having me on, Heather. Excellent. I'm really excited to hear your story. How about um, you give our listeners just a little background on you and where you come from? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm from the Washington, D.C. area. I'm actually in Alexandria now. So I pretty much only known this area since I was probably about five. Um, I grew up in Woodbridge, which is a little farther south, but not too far from D.C. Um, but I pretty much been around this area forever. And I've uh, I went you know, to to high school, elementary school and everything kind of in between that and also went to college in D.C. So I went to Howard for my undergrad and Georgetown for my master's and just have been around this area forever and, and just trying to, I guess, find my way as best as you can. And, and it's kind of been a, a fun journey, I guess you can say, in terms of getting to where I am now. <laughs> That's fun. I love when people say it's been an interesting journey or a fun journey. It means it's been filled with a lot of different things, hasn't it? <laughs> yes, it has, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> well, let's hear a little bit about that. How did you get started with your business? Yes, absolutely. So um, right now, as you mentioned, you know, I have two different things I, I kind of work on and I manage. But um, as we kind of touched on as well, too, it, it wasn't a, a straight line to kind of get there. Um, after I graduated um, and I had my master's from, from Georgetown, um, I, I bounced around to a bunch of different jobs and also um, kind of graduated during the, the economic crisis. Um, so that was already kind of a, a chaotic time to try to find a, a position or a job. And, and I ended up, you know, getting laid off once and was going to get laid off again. But even before that, I always, um, wanted to start a business, didn't really know exactly know what exactly that was or what that would look like. Um, but I really started to tell a lot of people that as I got older, as I you know became an adult, I guess you can say, and um, definitely got a lot of pushback against that idea, at least at that stage I was at you know in my life. But what I ended up doing was really looking and trying to discover myself more than anything else. So I looked at a lot of things I did when I was younger. Um, like I had started a family newspaper when I was 10 and my father went TDY. So I did a bunch of different things um, that were kind of entrepreneurial. And I, I knew I had that natural kind of tendency towards that. Um, but fast forward a, a bunch of years, not having you know as much success in the job market, getting laid off, anticipating getting laid off again. Um, and I actually met somebody or I guess they met me um, in a networking uh, a group 
Um, and I was actually cold calling him at a job that I knew I was going to eventually get laid off from. The only reason I took it was because I was just laid off um, a couple months late, earlier. And I called him. And at that time, I was a local advertising manager. And I wanted to try to um, sell advertising to him. And hopefully, he would buy advertising. He'd be able to promote his business. And my way to kind of get in the door was really to like talk about his website. And I would say, Hey, you know, do you know that, you know, this, that, and the third isn't set up and, and all those kind of technical things. I won't get, you know, too much in the, in the weeds on, but at the end of the day, I was able to kind of sit down and talk with him and he didn't want to buy advertising, but he did want to work with me. And at that time, I didn't even realize like some of the things that I was interested in was even, or could even be a business. Um, it wasn't until I met him and I had a lot of really great people that I came across in that networking group, but also just clients and lifelong clients that I feel like I've had that really, for one, gave me the confidence, but also kind of created that environment where, for one, I could start a business, but even think and, and believe that I could start a business, which is something that I didn't really have before that. Yeah. And I definitely want to go a little bit deeper there because I think a lot of people listening have experienced something similar where people around them, maybe even people that are close to them or people with really good intentions that don't really mean any harm, squash dreams, right? They say, oh, you know, that's that's probably not a smart idea or why do you think that you would want to do that or that's really risky or, you know, people don't make money doing it. So they, they say things that discourage you from following your dreams. And so is that what happened for you? Yeah, absolutely. You really hit the nail on the head. And, and for me, it was really a disheartening time to say the least. And I, I really like beat myself up because again, I didn't feel as if I was doing something because I wanted to do it as much as it was kind of given to me. I'm a real big believer in, you know, we all have our God-given gifts and our talents. And I kind of looked back at some of the things that I did when I was younger and kind of consistently through my life and felt like I had that kind of push towards that. But again, you know, everybody that's around you isn't necessarily going to support that. And that might be two different reasons for that. I, as I've gotten older, I've, I've really felt like sometimes people don't want to honestly see you succeed. And there's a place for that. But as you said, sometimes your loved ones, the ones that are closest to you, they don't want to see you fail. They don't want to see you make um, what could be a mistake. And they might have fears or things that they're holding on to. And you kind of are a product of how they see the world. And it wasn't until I, you know, continually, you know, I was around that environment, but also really listened to a lot of, um, I guess, positivity, but also the realistic uh, perspective on what running a business is and what that looks like, that I kind of understood a little bit more. It gave me a little bit more peace. No, no, without doubt, it is definitely, you know, a challenge and, and difficult. But I think when you're able to kind of put yourself in a better environment, um, you understand that sometimes the fears that other people have sometimes can be um, put on you and it can affect what may be your destiny or what you should be doing in the world and in your life. I agree. And I, I see it all the time with the uh, coaching clients that come to me that are holding themselves back based on other people's comments and beliefs. So I'm really glad that you were able to find that networking group, find that um, first client. And so how were you able to really work on your business with some of this negative, I can't even call it support, some of this um, 
these external voices, how were you able to work through that and continue? Was it because of this first client? Was this a mentor? How did that work for you? Yes. So he ended up becoming somewhat like a mentor. And I think that it was him and his name's Mike Moss. And he he was definitely helpful in, in putting me towards that. But when I, you know, when I look back at some of the things that happened in the very beginning or when I first started getting more serious about the business, um, it was, you know, there's another lady, her name was Pam Tripp, and she was one of my first clients. And and I remember just working with her and and it, it wasn't it's never just one thing, at least for me, it was it wasn't just one thing. But every time I would you know do an update on our website, I would talk to her maybe three to six months later. She said, you know, you're really good at this. Are you doing this full time? I'm like, no, I have this job. It's not really a great job, but, you know, I want to do it full time, but I don't know. She was like, you need to be doing it full time. And then I would talk to her another three, six months. And it was just kind of all those things that were kind of, you know, reminding you and, and you know, some people say, you know, it's God or the universe, but it was just those things that are kind of telling you this is what you sometimes should be doing and you should be taking those steps. And I think a combination of that and, and me just really trying to pour um, my mind into as many different books and videos and podcasts and even interviewing business owners really put me in that kind of mindset to help not remove the kind of naysayers or sometimes the fear that can can come up it was more so to feed or push in more of the positive um and that really worked well for me as far as like being able to understand and, and realize that it is something that realistically i can do because i have people around me or i know people that have been able to do it as well I love that. I think it's really important to consciously choose to fill your mind with the, you know, positive reading things that are positive podcasts, talking to people that are successful and that have done some of the things that you want to do. So that's fantastic that you were able to do that. And you understand that you're not necessarily going to completely get rid of negativity in the world, right? <laughs> so you have mm -hmm. to find ways to navigate it successfully. And one of those ways is exactly what you did. So is there anything else that you would recommend for people out there who are thinking about starting a business, you know, from your experience and coping with that fear and preparing yourself? Is there anything that you could suggest for other people to think about? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, you never know this when you're going through life, but sometimes when you, you know, you, you take a step back and kind of look at everything, it, it comes a little bit more crystal clear on how those things kind of help out. I think one of the things that I tried to do um, along, along the lines of fear generally, even knowing that I wanted to start a business and knowing that I had things that were on my heart that I wanted to accomplish and do and even try to do, um, I tried to do small things leading up to it to um, kind of not vanquish fear, but be okay with fear and kind of manage it, so to speak. And that was everything from, you know, public speaking while I was in college to, you know, going up and talking to somebody I didn't think that I wanted to talk to. So it sounds super small, but I think that when you're trying to maybe do something like might that that may be more challenging or more fear-based as far as like starting a business, if you have those kind of small wins, like I was able to stand up in front of my classmates and give that speech or do all of those different things, I think you can look back 
back of those things and realize that I did feel like there was no way I would be able to do it, but I did it anyway. And I might've done better than I would have thought I would have done. So maybe this thing that I'm thinking about doing this business that I want to start or this venture that I want to create, maybe I can do that because I've been able to kind of focus on and kind of, um, manage the fear around those smaller things. So that was probably the biggest thing for me. Um, another big thing I did is I had a fear of heights. So I went skydiving. Um, so all those little things kind of, I, I have that picture every time I do a speech, actually, I have that picture of me skydiving as a reminder of, you know, being able to kind of sometimes jump into things. And that sometimes that's what you need to really kind of face those things. I love this question. This is fantastic. A, because I, I that's my thing. I love to skydive. I love to do crazy things like that. I <laughs> do. But I, I got to tell you, most people listening aren't going to consider that one of those little things. You said, oh, you know, a little <laughs> thing like jumping out of an airplane when you have a fear of heights. That's that's a fairly large thing. <laughs> for I can say that now because I'm here to tell the story. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But, you know, I love that. And it's, it's actually one of the things that I speak to a lot as well is taking those. It's like building a muscle, right? To getting uncomfortable and practicing getting uncomfortable and overcoming your fear in small ways to build your confidence just like you did. It builds the muscle so that you're ready when the big um, opportunities come your way. I think that's a great advice for people. Now, tell us a little bit about what you do in your business and where that came from. It sounds like based upon your, you know, your family newsletter and the first things that you were talking about with the website from your, your first clients and things that it's, it's been a part of you, right? So talk a little bit about what you do and how it came to be. Absolutely. No, that's a, that's a great way to say it. It's, it's definitely been a part of me. And I, I think, you know, as I was trying to figure out and navigate what exactly I wanted to be when I grew up, so to speak, I did go back to that family newspaper. And it was something that I did because my dad was in the military. So he went to uh, he went TDY um, to another country when I was about 10 or so. And that was a difficult you know, time. There was this pre-Skype and, and Zoom and all of these gadgets mm. that we have to kind of connect in real time. So we basically would send emails and we would send him kind of care packages with all his favorite treats. But also I created a family newspaper. And in that family newspaper, I would put a lot of the um, things that were going on in our family um, and basically send that with the care package and mm -hmm. in true kind of entrepreneurial form, I also kind of sold the subscriptions to some of the members of my family and the family's <laughs> friends. <awesome>. So. <laughs> so it's little things like that where I said, yeah. hey, this is something I don't know that everybody else has as their you know childhood story. So maybe this is something that makes me me. Yeah. So, you know, fast forward a lot of years, I was really interested in entrepreneurship. Again, I, I mentioned I graduated during the economic crisis and, you know, Robert Kiyosaki that you mentioned as well, too. I read a book by him and it was really and I think it was through his book where he said a lot of the most successful businesses were actually started during economic downturns and economic crisis crises because there's opportunities that abound. So it was really then that I really started to pour myself into entrepreneurship and business and my way of doing that was, you know, interviewing. I had a passion for writing and creating content. So I started to interview local business owners, find out why they started their business, what things made them successful. On 
one part creating that environment, but on the next part, really, you know, creating that opportunity for them to to tell their story. And it's, you know, blossom into everything I'm doing now with CB Nation. But at the heart of it is really just um, having that that same um, newspaper I had when I was a kid that I want to try to be able to tell and, and, and tell stories and create that conversation and create a platform for people to know about what it is in this uh, instance related to business and entrepreneurship. That's great. And, and I know that you have this business philosophy that you are a media company, right? Like, so all of your clients you have them thinking that they are a media company, so they keep that forefront. Is that what you mean by that? Yeah, absolutely. So when I was, I always thought I would be a journalist um, in the traditional sense and, you know, work for a newspaper and, and write content. And one of the things I started to see in the 2008, 2009, 2010 uh, area was that a lot of the journalist um the industry itself, I should say, the newspapers and things like that, it started to kind of dry up. And a lot of journalists end up moving more towards content creation. They did a lot of stuff for businesses. So when I say that, a lot of it is just because everything has become a lot more content driven. And when I say that you are a media company, it's really like approaching it as a journalist. And when you figure out, and usually I say three questions, and one of the integral questions is knowing who you're trying to target. So if you have a business, really paying the picture of who exactly you want to target and then you use all these tools and i call them ingredients um so there's things you use whether that be facebook or instagram or seo or google ads or podcasts but all these different ingredients to try to connect with your target market and the idea is that you're providing value to them just like a washington post or a usa today would do um, it allows you to be able to connect and, and create that opportunity to provide value to your target market. So that's a lot of times there's a lot more technical into the different you know nuances and different in ingredients, as I like to call them, you would use. But the idea is really providing value and being there when your clients are searching and looking for your products and services. That's fantastic. And you know what screams out to me, even though you didn't see the actual word of it, um, is helping people with different ingredients, different ways to tell their story, mm -hmm. right? Because that's what you were doing with your with your newsletter, your family newsletter. And that's what you help people do. You help them tell their story in different formats to their specific client, um, which I think is phenomenal and it's definitely necessary for other business owners and small businesses and any type of business really. Now, um, what do you do to keep yourself motivated, inspired? Is there something that you do or that you could recommend for people in staying you know, really positive, inspired and and moving forward, because I think a lot of what we need right now is that inspiration. And you mentioned um, that Robert Kiyosaki, um, that something that you learned from him was that businesses actually sometimes take off during difficult times. And I wanted to point that out for our listeners, because right now is a difficult time. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are really in that fear-based state. And so two things. One, this could be a perfect opportunity to start your business. And thank you for reminding us of what he said there with that. And two, how do you say inspired and how can you help our people do that? Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the biggest things that we can definitely do is first and foremost, just understand and 
don't ignore the fact that it is a difficult time because I think so many times we try to we try to zoom past the the difficulty that is around us and the challenges that are happening. I think the first thing that I would do and I try to do is I understand that this is not a unprecedented time. Um, this isn't something, this is an unprecedented time, I should say. This is not something that we, that really a lot of us have seen in some form, shape or fashion. But I think with that being said, one of the things that I always, you know, ask, you know, on my show, I'll ask people like if they were to hop into a time machine, what would they tell their younger business self? And one of the things that I wish that I knew was that the people that are sometimes the most successful don't have a straight line path. And the people that are most successful and however we define that have those ups and downs, those challenges, and that they still kind of overcome and they still get through it. The difference is that they continue to take action. They continue to move and do things. And so in addition to what I talked about before, like when I was laid off, that was my personal, you know, frustrating time. I poured myself into things that I was passionate about. I read as much as I could. I listened to podcasts and videos and, and so much information. But I think that I try to continue to start moving because I think one of the worst things, in my opinion, that you can do is not take any action. So I think as we're experiencing the difficulty that's, you know, and the challenges that are going on, I would really say that being able to flood yourself with as much positivity, not focus as much on getting rid of the negativity, but if you flood yourself with so much positivity, if you're listening to so many positive podcasts and videos and reading books, there's not enough room for that negativity to kind of creep through. So continue to kind of do that. And I think just taking action action on those ideas and those things that you want to do. Um, I think that's the biggest thing that I've seen from the most successful people that have been able to kind of accomplish um, everything they hoped and dreamed in their lives is really to take action and continue to take action and don't leave room um, for as much of the fear. And not to say that those people don't have them, they just continue. As soon as I feel like I feel fear, I try to take action. I try to do something um, that maybe I'm uncomfortable with being, feeling comfortable being uncomfortable, as you said, is really kind of a, one of the things that I've felt that has helped me as far as um, being able to be a lot more positive and, and motivate myself during uh, difficult and trying times. I love it. You're speaking my language, Gush. I love this. I'm an action-oriented person, and I am so on board with everything that you just said. Great advice for our listeners today. Well, since we're talking about action, do you have any actionable goals that you're working on right now for your future? What is it that that you're striving toward? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that I have my digital marketing business and I have the CB Nation that I kind of focused on and, and talked about before, but I've always strived towards making it a cleaner um, kind of alignment between both of them. I feel like they're both a part of you know who I am and, and what I like to um, help people out with. And I think that's really what I'm focused on, focusing on towards the, the end of the year is really there's these things that I asked for during my show and they're called CEO hacks. And really the CEO hacks, sometimes we can overlook things in business and entrepreneurship on how to be successful. But sometimes it's those small things that people do 
or people can lean on that can help pe make people more effective and efficient and more successful. And so I'm working on and, and have a, um, a way for people to really be able to look through a lot of those things that have been mentioned on a lot of the podcast things that I use. And a lot of times the biggest thing that has come up, you know, during my show is, is the, the, the morning routine and mm -hmm. how that cements the day. Cause in order for you to really set yourself up for success, you do your morning routine before the day can kind of take hold of you. And especially as busy entrepreneurs and being pulled in so many different directions and being of service, having that morning routine in place can really, you know, take things to another level. But it could be everything from books from Robert Kiyosaki or, um, you know, so many other apps that you should download, like scheduling links or Zoom or whatever these things might be. But I've compiled them on on a site to make hopefully create that um, success that a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs are looking for, and especially during this time of disruption on how to do things differently. It's kind of a list and, and kind of a directory of different hacks that people have mentioned and the ones that I use to help people be successful. That is awesome. I love the morning routine hack. And I think you're right. Sometimes it comes down to those small actions. We think that solutions have to be the this big grand thing. But being successful as an entrepreneur is all it is a, a compilation of all of the small right decisions. So I love your CEO hack thing. Now, did you say that they can find it on your website? Yes, absolutely. So they can find it at ceohack.co and, and everything that I'm involved in, I have it at imgresh.com. Oh, very, very cool. So I will make sure to add those links to our show notes. So those of you who are listening want uh, to just click and go directly to those two links, I will have those there for you. But can you just say those both one more time, please, Grash? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So it's ceohack.co. And then the site that I house everything that I work on is imgresh.com. And that's I-A-M-G-R-E-S-H.com. Very, very cool. So do you still experience fear today? Or yes. have you like gotten over it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, how we wish that we could, right? I think. I, know, right? <laughs> I think what I, one of the things that I talked about, you know, is being realistic about what's happening in the world. I think it's also being realistic about what fear is and how you always will have some type of fear. I think, as you said, you know, so well, like understanding that fear is a muscle. Um, or maybe even managing fear as a muscle that you can continually work towards is really what I consider to be success. And uh, yes, I definitely experience fear. I experience fear on a regular basis. It, it, as soon as you're trying a new project or maybe you're bringing on a new client or you're potentially trying on a, a, a new uh, way to do things, you're always going to experience that uncertainty, that fear. Will this work out? Will this not work out? So for me, I think that taking a step back and understanding that I've been able to, you know, feel the fear, the fear and do it anyways has allowed me to be uh, successful and kind of um, manage that fear a lot better. Excellent. That's fantastic. OK, so unbelievably, we are getting close to the end of our show here. So do you have if there was one thing like one point, one strategy, one action that you would like to make sure our listeners leave with today, what would it be? 
Um, outside of making sure you subscribe to this podcast, this is a phenomenal podcast. I love everything that you're doing and, and being able to kind of <laughs> I didn't pay him fear. to say that, I swear. <laughs> she did not. <laughs> <laughs> but I will accept any donations as well. <laughs> but um, one of my absolute favorite quotes is, uh, don't tell me the sky's the limit when there are footprints on the moon. And I think that that's one of my favorite quotes because so many times we hear that we can't do things. We hear um, that we're unable to do things that's never been done before, but there's some of the most phenomenal inventions, many of them that we're using today that one at one time in one place were never thought possible. So if there's something that you're thinking about creating, you're thinking about doing, if you have fear that's coming up for you, uh, just remember, you know, that quote is something I go back to all of the time. And it gives me some peace because it makes me know that at one point, even what I was doing now wasn't even possible in my mind. But again, having that opportunity to really do that is definitely a blessing. And I think we all have blessings we should share with the world as well. Oh, I love it. Gresh, thank you so much. This is inspiring. And I'm sure that all of our, our listeners are ready to pop over to your website to check those hacks out. Uh, so if those of you out there are loving this show, make sure to share it with a friend and they'll be able to love the show as well. So thank you, Gresh, for joining us and sharing your wisdom and inspiration today. And thank you to everyone out there listening. I appreciate you. Have a wonderful day. 